podcast between us. Uh, my name is Joshua, and this is I'm here with my auntie. My name is Crystal, but the people call me Chrissy D. <laughs> so that's what I'm gonna go by on this podcast. Um, I don't know where we got this idea to do this, but we thought it might be a good idea because we have some pretty good conversations, and I'm always crying, laughing, talking to her. Um, I hope you guys like it. We're thinking about calling this aunt and nephew, but that might change the the more we do this. I don't know. What so, yeah, we don't really know what the name is yet, so we're just going to post it. Whatever yeah. whatever he posted on today. Yeah. Yeah, y'all consume it, please. Uh, I hope you like it. Um, We don't really have a flow of this yet. We got a few topics to talk about. I think we wanted to start, since it's the holidays, Christmas just passed, we had Thanksgiving not too long ago, we want to start with the family dynamic. The black family dynamic at that. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you say what you want to say. Okay. Um. Well, we have an interesting family. I love us all very, very dearly. Um, but we have our quirks and we have our moments when we just don't really get along. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, it seems like that's a time right now, even though it's the holidays. Uh, we're going to stay anonymous because I got a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to come up with names because I'm going to go edit for these people. We have one of the closest, most dysfunctional family <laughs> dynamics ever, I think. And I think for the last couple of years, we've um, just called ourselves a very close dysfunctional family and every year one of our family members one of our guy family members just tends to explode around christmas time i mean it's always about the drama with this individual we'll just call him um mm, i don't know what's the funny name theodore we'll call him theodore i like theodore. theodore okay theodore is a mess and we have to be careful with Theodore because he think he all about um, the law and all that other stuff. So anyway, we ain't about to stun Theodore. Theodore, like, to give you a little background, he like he left high school and had big dreams in Hollywood, moved to L.A. and like, wants to live this fancy life and everything. And um, he's made a lot of accomplishments in his life. but um, He's still stuck in the fantasy. Yeah. He's stuck living in the fantasy. And he's made everybody else this... Um, improving their reality. Mm-hmm. And who is not on board with everything he does? Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, damn, I don't know how to keep talking about it. Uh, Highly disrespectful. Very disrespectful. So I guess the most recent thing that happened, in short, my mom, which is his auntie, uh, she sent him a gift card because he no longer lives in state. Um, so she sent him a gift card, a Target gift card, down to his home. And um, I guess he didn't just really perceive it well. My mom, she texted him and said, you know, Merry Christmas. I love you. I've always loved you. Basically, I hope you can use the gift in a good way, blah, 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 blah. And um, Theodore just was not receptive to that and exploded. Um, yeah, because he thought it was like a... Um, she was... Attacking him, maybe? No, like, at first he thought she was opening up to him for conversations. It was like the I forgive you thing and all that stuff. And so my sister was like, no, I'm not opening up to you. I don't have anything to apologize for. And then that's when it went left because it wasn't going the way Theodore imagined in his mouth. He sent this video and my sister was like, after she saw the first six words, she just asked out of it. She texted back, look, I'm not watching this video. I just want to tell you Merry Christmas and I love you. And then that's when more drama uh happened. And Dido's mom will call her uh Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> she is always right or wrong, you know, with Dido. And it's a lot of parents like that, yeah. right or wrong. Yeah. But at some point, parents, you have to let your children you have to make your children accountable for the things they say and do. Everything you can't sweep on the rug. And no, everything is not okay. And still, that's still your sister when you get through. And yeah, that's your child, but you still should have called him out that he was wrong. 
He is grown, but rather he 486878. That still is untended. It's a level of respect that you have to have for your elders. So then Teresa comes. Shoot me down. Well, you disrespect your auntie. You, you're not trying to justify this and this and that. But anyway, the black family, we got to get this together. We do. Even with, um, just even with respect, even the relationship with me and my mom, I hollers, I goes up because she make me mad. She agitate me. But I shouldn't do all that. I should just walk away. Like mm-hmm. I did today. Mm-hmm. She did, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Literally, like maybe 15 minutes ago, we had to, Chris had to walk away from a situation. Where yeah, after I got mad, I, I did hard a little bit, a lot bit. But before I really got mad and said some things that probably couldn't be taken back, I just had to walk away. But the thing to with Theodore is he just needs some help. And that's what we need to start addressing mental illness. Very in true. the black community. I think he's like like one of those habitual liars who start to just really believe every lie they say mm-hmm. and he's just not aware of reality anymore. Like Mm-mm. I don't know where he gets off. You know, he called my mom, uh he, he called her out her name and somehow uh he ended up calling Crystal out of her name to his auntie. Well both of them are his aunties and then my little sister, his little cousin, cursed her out too for no reason. Um it was just a big put mess. us on the internet like it just it just blew up worse than it needed to and all totally of us just sitting there like and the main thing is because we didn't play into the drama that he wanted he was looking for this big to do so he just had to make it out of anything and that's what he does every christmas he does this then a couple of weeks after his birthday when no one calls him Tells him her birthday or whatever. He wants to text everybody saying, I'm sorry. I was just on one. Well, enough is enough. And for you out there, when is enough enough for you? Right. When is so many I'm sorry? You know what I mean? Like, when are you going to really mean your apologies? Because I've heard I'm sorry so many times. It's like, it's good for nothing if you're not going to change your ways. Like, yeah. We're wasting time. That's, that's just, that's really just that person. That's their... Well, what they say, M.O., whatever. Yes, that's, they M.O., yeah. Yes, that's, that's, the, that's what they do. Yeah. And you have a choice as a person. You have a right not to deal with that, not to want to affiliate yourself with that. Like, you know, we love them, but at this point, we're loving them from a distance because that's toxic. Mm-hmm. And you don't need all that toxicity in your life. Mm-hmm. And, of course, with a black family, like, I'm sure you guys might know the background. Like, this young man and his mother... Um, she had him at a younger age or whatever, and she had a hard upbringing as a result of her own actions and everything, so I don't know. Yeah, by them having to grow up together. Yeah. So they more like friends than mother-son. Like, they're mother-son, but it's still more like they're equals. They are, because they're so close. In, well, they're not really so close in age, but she is so, I guess, immature for her age. Yeah. yeah, and it's taking up so much for him. And so that's why he think he can do what he can do. And then he go back and hide behind mama. But you can continue to hide behind mama. But at this point, we're just choosing not to deal with that. And it's not like for y'all think we ostracize and then we exiling them from the family. We're mm-hmm. not doing it. No. It's just you have to understand what our, we have been through, especially these last, what, five or so years. It's just been a lot. It it's always a drama. And it's tiring. And it comes from the same individuals in the family. It's like it's a persistent pattern. And we we just don't appreciate it because we're very loving. We're very happy. Like, I don't get it. And then they're jealous. They're jealous they because um, if they had the same opportunities, they could have gone to school and things like that. And it's not about who goes to school and who doesn't go to school. But you can't be jealous of the choices that people make for themselves when you had the same opportunity and you can't say well you went to school and i'm and comparing your life making bar graphs yeah yeah like <laughs> he was he was yeah he was legit comparing his income at 20 something to my mother's income you know at 40 something so i mean she told him too like i've been alive a lot longer than you i've been working a lot longer than you i've been in my field for a while like of course i'm gonna make more money you don't have to prove that to me it's like who cares about that? it was like well i can make twenty thousand dollars faster than you can like i don't know what's going on with this guy he's an entrepreneur that's good for him i don't salute to all the entrepreneurs salute to you who can mm-hmm. do it but mm-hmm. you can be an entrepreneur but make sure you're making what you say you're making if you were so happy and actually doing what you were doing, you wouldn't have any to compare yourself with anybody else. Mm-mm. It's just sad. 
Yeah, and they gonna put me and my niece out there on the internet like that. Calling us out our names. All on Instagram like some common. I'm just playing. Lord have mercy. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot for sure. So, I don't know. Raise your kids right. Raise them better. If you're a mother out there, like teach them respect. Teach them love and kindness, especially to the ones they're related to. And accountability. And accountability for their own actions. Like, you can't always take up for them because then they're going to think mama's going to always save me. And she's going to always have my back. And that's just not the case always. Mm-hmm. You know? Sometimes kids are wrong. You just got to let them be accountable. Amen. So, yep. So, I guess now we'll move on to a, another topic. I know it's a little awkward. We don't have our rhythm yet, but we're going to get it down. I think it's going okay so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to move on to celebrity gossip? Okay. Or? I'll let you you take that. Okay. So, I'm always on Instagram. I love it. The Explore page. I think it's the devil, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it'll keep you on there forever, for real. Um, like scrolling on Nun's end. The Shade Room. I'm sure we're all familiar with it. Uh... Recently, there has been a lot of talk about, like, these up-and-coming female rappers. I guess the first to break this new trend would be all the dolls. I don't know their first names, except for Cash Doll, because she's the prettiest. And she's from Detroit. Shout out to her if she ever hears this. And um, then there was, there was all these other dolls, and then Cardi B came up, and she, she kind of took over the game for real. And then now, there's this new fad of, like, uh, ex-strippers trying to turn their hustle into rap. Black China did it. Uh, we see Alexis Scott trying to do it on Love and Hip Hop. And now Sam Santana is doing it after her recent engagement to Joe Budden. So it just it just seems like a lot and like a flood of women coming to the game. And not a lot of talent. I'm not going to lie to you because uh, we became aware that Cardi B is not writing her own lyrics. Which is cool because she still puts out good music. But it's like a Black China will try to do the same thing. And it's not good. And it's just not really needed. And then I feel like. That's why a lot of black female artists can't get respected. Because the ones that do come out there, they're just trying to, like, brand themselves on sex and taking men's money and, like, these baseless topics that won't get them anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. How do you feel about all these up-and-coming female artists? Do you like any of them? Other than the most famous Cardi B? Well, that's all I really know about. <laughs> Only thing I know about Alexis, guys, with her and Masika were going um, yeah. back and forth. Over there, share baby father. Yeah, so I kind of got to re- kind of research this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I like her to be music wise. Um, I'm not a fan otherwise than that. Right, because it's kind of hard to be because she's she's too open. I don't know. When you got that much going on, I feel like you need to be somewhere reserved. I know that's how she got her big break being herself, but yeah. Salute so to the Migos. I've always loved them. Miko. <laughs> they got a special place in my heart. Especially the top takeoff. Takeoff's your favorite. Yes, when I when I get myself together, I'm gonna be looking for you. Mr. You're significantly younger than me, but it's all good. We can make it happen. Right. That's funny because I think they got a weird dynamic like us, like uh, and, uh, I mean uncle and nephew or something. Uh huh. Offset them. I don't know. No. Uh, Quavo, Quavo is his uncle, uncle. Yeah. and they're all sending Quavo cousins. I mean, yeah, cousins. Because his mama had a kid yeah. late or something like that. They all, re- they all relate. It's a family thing. They all went to jail together. They definitely a family thing, for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, a lot of up-and-coming female artists, not a lot of talent. Uh, and they all share so much drama. Uh, Cardi B fighting, almost being arrested for nothing, being taken away from her daughter. It's just too much. And then Offset... I don't know how I feel about their relationship. I almost think they should should possibly break up. Because um, I don't think he values the marriage. Like, can you believe they're actually married? I can't. See, I didn't know they were actually married. Yeah, I they was shocked. They've been married since he proposed to her at Powerhouse a couple years back. Oh, see, I thought they were still engaged. They've been married. And um, I guess, you know, them... What is she, Dominican? You know, they don't play about that. They got to have that ring for Is she Puerto, Puerto Rican? Puerto Rican, yeah. yeah. She's Puerto Rican. Something Spanish-speaking. But, yeah, they families don't play about this. So. Yeah. They probably walked around the table. Now, that's the Greek folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about Muslim. Yeah, they, they walk around the table and all this stuff yeah. like that. But that's good. That's good that they hold on to their culture and things like that. I like that. I, I like that. I do, too. But, I don't know. I think officers should leave Cardi B alone. If you ain't serious, brother. Mm-hmm. Let this short. Oh go. yeah, his dad. Um, 
had came and said something about her. I was listening to Steve Harvey show one day last week. What did he say? Uh, do you know? Can't remember. Mm-mm. I can't remember On everything. The Steve Harvey show. Yeah, okay. like the Steve Harvey was talking about how he came and was defending his son against something that she had been saying about him. And he was talking about like how the things that she had done and his family creating drama and all this stuff like that. And so then uh-huh. the people on Steve Harvey. What's that Steve Harvey show I listen to? What's that Rick is mad? Because I, I listen to both together, of them in the morning. Right? Mm-mm. Uh, They're on different stages. I listen to both of them in the morning. So once I finish listening to the Strawberry Letter, <laughs> no, it was Rick is mad. Because once the Strawberry Letter go off, I go straight over to Rick is mad. Because that's it. <laughs> yeah, because Rick is mad, he on um, 107. So there will be more of that audience. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, okay. Rick is okay. mad was talking about it. Yeah, because the brat, she, um, she had her input. And she was like, you know, he has to the be careful bro. because what a Cardi B fan called the Cardi B. Oh, they called what Barty Gang. The Barty Gang. Barty the Barty Gang. He was like, okay, because the Barty Gang gonna come for Daddy because Daddy's is relatively young, maybe like forty something mm-hmm. or something. Because you know, I didn't see the video, but they said he looked good and all that other stuff looked young. But anyway, the Barty Gang was gonna come for him, so he had to be careful with trying to, you know. Defend his son. I feel like his apology most recently, if y'all know what I'm talking about, she had she was the first female artist to ever headline at something something something. I can't remember some some festival. It was a big deal for her, or whatever. And her production staff let this go on. He brought out the flowers and apologized to her. And it just seems like a ploy to like change the press a little bit because Offset is soon to release a new mixtape. Mm. And so, of course, you want good reviews, and Cardi B is incredibly popular, um, if not more popular than him. And so, all her fans were going on his comments and attacking him. And so, I think he was more so worried about the music yeah, and I, the relationship, honestly. That's what the daddy was worried about. I'm glad you said that. It jogged my memory. Mm-hmm. They were saying that she was doing things to push back um, out that album. And they were trying to say, the daddy was trying to say that she was trying to, like, mess up his career. Mm-hmm. A little bit or whatever, and then they don't. They have to be careful. Back to the black family dynamic yep. with that too, because okay, he's defending his son, but then now the since the parents get into it, what if Cardi B's parents get into it? Right. There's gonna be parents going against each other, right. and then you ain't gonna let nobody talk about your mom and dad like that. Then there's more drama just continuing on and on and on, and then you know the only person that'll really suffer is what's the baby name? Culture. Culture. <laughs> They they had to consider oh, her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause Lord, I don't know, but yeah, more black family drama, I guess. <coughs> but um, yeah, I guess that's it for this topic. Is there anything else to say about Offset and Cardi B? No. Well, I have something to say about the queen of uh, social media marketing. The family, the queen family of oh, social media. Kim Kardashian? Yes, the Kardashians. <laughs> you know, I love the Kardashians. Everybody trashes them. I love them. Yeah. I started out with them when it was 2006 when yep. they first started keeping up with the Kardashians. So that I knew them American before TV they show. were. But it was good. The big Kardashians. So I love all of them. So Kim has been. I think she's been getting her butt implants or whatever. No, she stopped getting. She got it the reconstructed. Lips. Yes. Some yes. kind of way. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, going to die down on getting so many other butt lifts mm-hmm. and start making her butt so much of the focus. But, you know, she credits herself for the big butt phase. I know, you know, black women, we've been doing it since that. Well, y'all been doing it because I ain't in the big, <laughs> in the big booty clip. My auntie is not blessed. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I ain't, I ain't a part of it, but, you know, I'm a part of the black woman. So I know. I know how y'all get down with it. That's good for y'all who have it. But, you know, I love Kim, and I hate that she credits herself for having that. I guess she can kind of give herself the credit a little bit because she made it like a mainstream thing. She with. did. And she knew what she was doing. Like you said, the marketing, she became friends with all the big booty strippers. Like uh, Black China. They were definitely hanging out on Rodeo Drive and everything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But she's definitely rebranded herself quite a lot. Shout out to Chris Kardashian, the, the inventor social media marketing because there was not that before Kim I mean um, Chris came out with it I love the Kardashians what can't Kris Jenner sell and she's still working like I just saw her and uh, Ariana 
latest video with the little have you seen the video mm, i saw i see snippets of snippets, things yeah. mm-hmm. like they made it a meme now but mm-hmm. i don't know she's she's amazing Jenner, that is. yeah i love her i love all the kardashians chloe's always been my favorite for whatever reason chloe i love my chloe favorite. for some reason i don't really like chloe that much now that she's pretty i know it's mean to say but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know she she'll always have a good place in my heart because she retweeted me a long time what? ago yeah back when i was on twitter back in what? 2011 she retweeted me Dang. back in the day and that's when i changed my name to chloe i was going by chloe for a while oh, wow. i was obsessed with chloe so i love all the kardashians Courtney is probably my least favorite. Courtney, who talks like this. Yes. Yeah. I don't like Right Courtney above much. Chloe is Kendall. And then between Kim, um, Chloe, like and Kylie. No, Kylie is definitely above. Uh, Kendall and um, Courtney are my least two favorites. They're so. Um, I don't really care for Kendall at all. So she's probably under Courtney to me. I don't know. They they blend in together for they me. They do a little bit. And so, she's a top paid model, apparently. Yeah, but I just it's just something about her personality. I don't. I don't like. I, what what I do like about Kendall is that she stays in touch with the gender side. She does. She's more, I guess, the all American type. Of I don't know thing. how she feels about know. her dad. Yes, I'm sorry. That's still Bruce. Bruce. I'm a supporter <laughs> of sorts for the LGBTQ community. I have a lot of um yeah yeah best friends in that community. I don't have anything bad to say about that, but I still recognize him as Bruce. Yeah, it's I still mean, Bruce to me. Cause I I. I watched this show for many, many years, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like we went through the transformation too. Like. Yeah, and, and and he still has his his um his main male part, so that's still Bruce. To oh, me. he didn't. Yeah, he, he he didn't want to go that far. Last I checked into it, but he did get. The, yeah, he got the implants and stuff. But they removed, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. So he still has he still has Bruce. He still he still Bruce. has Bruce. But uh, and, and Bruce is cool with me. I just hated the way Chris did him. I just felt like she emasculated that man so much on this show. But he was just there. You got to remember, though, they said that they knew about this, of uh-huh. course, way before. Back in the day, he used to cross-dress, yeah. dress up in a lingerie and all that stuff back then. So Apparently, he's been caught, you know, by... I think Kim said she walked in the garage one time and he was in a dress and she freaked out and she, like, drove home real fast and, and called... Kylie maybe was just like, oh my god, I just saw Bruce. You know how they talk. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. So they've already known about this, and Chris probably uh, I shouldn't be moving that paper. Chris probably um set up this whole master scheme. Uh-huh. To plan his exit from the show and the family. Yeah, I would give Bruce his credit for when he went to Caitlyn. He did not spell it with the K. So shout out for taking your power back. We, we're spelling Caitlyn with a C. You think he did it on purpose? Yes. That's funny. I never thought about yes. that. Yes. He definitely could have spelled that as with a K. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. That's funny. Yes, he took a little, little bit of his power back from Chris. And, um... Shad- he definitely looks more like a Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> he, now, he could have rolled with that. Caitlyn is too soft. I don't know. I'm sorry. And I just... You know, you got to think about that. I wonder how Chris felt when he really finally decided to do that. Like, how does she feel... Seeing know. him like did you have you know, a lot of people we're kind of desensitized to them, but they're still people with real feelings and they were like a real family at one point, mm-hmm. you know. And I watched a little bit of the episodes around the time when he transitioned and how she really had a hard time with it or whatever. Cause they daddy passed and, mm-hmm. but of course Chris was already divorced, so that had been their stepdaddy, you know, for some time. So yeah. he, he definitely was a father figure to them. Because I remember uh, Ken went over to his house and he packed up some clothes to send to Crystal, like things he would wear when they went on a date, like reminders of Bruce for her. Who did that? Kim did. Oh, that was nice. Mm-hmm. That was nice. And I saw where Kylie and um, him kind of had their little moment because I think he and Kylie were like the closest because she's the one that she looks the she, most like him. She does. And she still, she still like him. Like, I, I seen the episode, they, they went over to the house together and she was like giving him. Some of her makeup and all this stuff, and like was trying to do girl stuff with him. And Kendall, on the other hand, she wanted to go like dirt biking, and she just wanted to keep it as as manly as he has been in the past. Yeah, you know, so. yeah, because that's what that's what their relationship was with Bruce. Because he's a daredevil like that, and he they is. did all that type of stuff with him. Like he was a real dad to them. Villain. So shout out to to you know they're they're keeping their relationship as normal as they can. Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible with such a life-changing event mm. you know but now i guess it'll be the last thing we say about the kardashians uh 
like as as upset as they all seem, you can kind of see the excitement in Kim and Chris's eyes to have like content for the show. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, of course. And, you know, that's how I feel about them. Like, oh, of course. yes. I can't believe we're finna be groundbreaking. Because then he was the winner at the Epsies and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. So. And I'm need for Kenna quit quit joining out throwing all those little uh, slick jazz at my girl Ooh. Chloe. I was watching one episode. Oh, she can't dress. She gave Chloe <laughs> a just like yeah, it's too big for me, so I thought you could wear it. Y'all know Courtney Chloe how she big. feel. Yeah, don't you do know that. how she feel. Don't do that. And then she had that little smile on, that little smirk on her face. Don't do my girl like that. Kim is like my mom, whose name just happens to be Kim too, uh, and she'll say. Like mean things to kind of like you know that reverse psychology means to try uh-huh. to encourage you <laughs> negatively. You know it's like I don't negatively. It's like, <coughs> it's yeah, she's gonna tell like she's gonna tell me Christmas twenty nineteen is our year. Uh, we getting this weight off. <laughs> I'm getting my fifteen pounds off. We gonna do it this year. Like that's fine because it's fine, you know. But I understand Kim, so I'll get offended. Yeah. Oh, that uh, last thing since so we wrapping up the Kardashians, cause a lot there, you know, forgotten. Shout out to Bruce's children, you know. I love oh yeah, Brody, Brody. and them. Oh, I love him, Brody. He's handsome, Brandon. You're cute too, but Brody, that's my pick. What? No, they had some roles on TV. What they do? You watch that show? They were on uh, um, Laguna Beach. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. So, so they were doing it a little bit before. That's, I bet you that's where the Kardashians uh-huh. got the whole fake reality stuff. From. Uh-huh, because that was Lauren Conrad and all them. Mm-hmm. And then even Bruce's um, oldest son, Bert, I think he has a daughter named Cassie, too, because he had, like... Bert, I remember. He had he's, four children. Yeah, Bert is really... Not really old, but I can tell he's old because he doesn't have... I think he's bald or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm, he had... Now, Bruce, he had some very pretty wives because he had two by the first wife and then... Brought in Brandon's mom. Their mom is too. very pretty. Mm-hmm. I remember them from MTV Cribs. And I mean, like, who who are these people? Like, what does she do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anything about them. Yeah. I think Chris kind of have a problem with um, Kendra hanging out with the Jenners. So I don't know what's going on between her and um, Brody Kendra and does, Brandon's mom. Kendall doesn't want to live that life. She just wants to be, she's cool with being famous and, you know, known, but she doesn't want to be. Yeah. So famous to where she's the only thing being talked about, mm-hmm. which is what the, I think the Kardashians go lose most of the time. Yeah, she she wants to stay grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gonna keep her money or whatever. But yeah, that was good. Do you want to take a break or keep going? No, okay. we can move on. All right. <laughs> unless you want to make some tea or something, but unless but we can keep talking. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Maybe a spirit, but there's none here. Look at him. <laughs> none in the holy house. <laughs> Not in this house. We ain't got no stash in the deep freezer no more. Oh, man. Back in the day, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> spirit on black ice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. What, um, what you got next? Well. Auntie, auntie. Um, we can move on to the black anus or the black church. I guess we could end out on the black. I can see that running off to a lot of things. Okay, the well, quirky things like do. Okay, you can you can say the word. Next, we're gonna start with um the black church. Um, my grandmother has been a faithful member to the Lord's Tabernacle. I may not even get the whole title right. The Lord's Tabernacle Christian Church. We'll just say the say the Lord's Tabernacle. Sorry, yeah, we don't want to. Put that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they would not like this. Uh, but yeah, she's been a faithful member for many, many years. And my auntie, who's here with me today, she's she's been a member for many, many years as well. We've all grown up in that church. And it's one of those smaller churches in the inner city. Um, I don't want to say like stereotypical, but it kind of is in a lot of ways. So we thought it'd be good to talk about that. And Honestly, how that can be an effect on the black dynamic family and everything, and how it kind of like seeps over into our lives and our personal lives. What did you want to be talking about? Well, oh, just that intro gate just came. <laughs> brought so many more ideas to my head. So I guess we can talk about the the stereotypical part of it, mm-hmm. stereotypical part of it. I guess like the. Now I think about it, we might have to edit that name out. Sorry, y'all. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. We'll just, well, if we say the tabernacle. <laughs> the tabernacle. Because it's known as the yeah. tabernacle. Uh, is it known like that in here in Memphis? 
It's a lot of mm-hmm. churches called Chapman. Well, well, yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't okay. know. So, but um, <laughs> you know, my church is pretty traditional in the sense of you know the students have. You know, the service pretty much going to go the same way. You got your elders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got your you got your popular crew in the church, the crew that works in this and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I say the last year, I've kind of transitioned more so to, to that crew. Like, I've always been in the know of what's been going on because of my affiliations. But actually working in the church, working at the church's school, and working more in the church, I've kind of transitioned to a new crowd and especially with my new position that I have in the church. And I can kind of say, I really don't like that. <laughs> now you said you work. Now, of course I know this, but you said you work for the church at school. Like, mm-hmm. What kind of school does the church have? We have a, um, a pre-K through fifth grade. And what do you teach? I teach fourth and fifth grade. Okay. Last year I taught third through sixth grade, English reading and spelling. But now um, I have a stationary class. I have a fourth and fifth combined class this year. So now you you go to church, you teach. Are you in a choir too? Yes, I'm assistant choir director now. Jesus, that's a lot of time at the church. Yes, I'm pretty pretty much when I get to work at seven o'clock on Monday through Thursday. I'm pretty much there to eight thirty nine o'clock. I'm like, you know, I might leave for an hour or so, go get something to eat at like 4.30. Mm-hmm. And then come back when stuff comes, you know, prayer start at 6.30. Or I don't even go to prayer on Mondays until I don't get into press at 8.30 because I rehearsed with one of our former members. She um, has an album coming out, so we practicing for the album. Oh, wow. um, she got a album release party. Well, listening party coming up. So anyway, we're practicing at the church right now until we actually go into the studio. So that's from seven till about eight thirty on Mondays. Then from eight thirty till about ten something, I go on into prayer. Monday night prayer normally lasts about ten thirty on Monday nights. Ten thirty. Mhm. Then um, Tuesday, mm-hmm. I have praise team rehearsal from. It's, Start about five thirty till about six forty five. That's my earliest day between Monday and Thursday. Wednesday, praise team has to sing, so I go to Wednesday night service at six forty five. I don't normally leave there to eight thirty, and then but I don't stay for the whole Wednesday service because I go upstairs and I tutor mm-hmm. from about seven fifteen to eight thirty. Then Thursday, I um have choir rehearsal from seven till about eight thirty eight forty five. Friday is the only day that I actually leave at 3 o'clock. Once I leave at 3 o'clock on Friday, I don't play. <laughs> I don't play. This is my day. That's, that's my day. Christmas day. So, so being at the church that much, working at the church that much, you get to learn people in, dif- in a different way. And more than likely, it's in a way you probably really didn't want to know them. And I'm like, Lord, I always kind of wanted to be more so in this crowd and now that I'm in that crowd I kind of don't want it mm-hmm. no more because it's it's a lot of work and then when they get to trusting you and get to knowing you they want to give you more and more responsibility and then you kind of you kind of lose your life because they feel like when you're single you're supposed to spend all your time working for the kingdom because once you get married and have a family you don't have that much time to put into the kingdom and in a sense that's true but then they forget that you do have a life of your own. Right. And then there's some women that start off doing like what I'm doing now, that was single working in the church, and they're still single and almost 50 years old, dedicating all and devoting all that time to the church. Some people get caught up in that, and they don't go on to, you they know, having their, their own mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And, and I guess it would be hard to when you're, because like you said, you start to notice people in a different way. And I guess some of them, you know, they'll be your peers. And so mm. then you hang out with them outside of church. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's just, it's just never ending. Yeah, it, it it just becomes your routine. And then, like, they just become your friends. Like, now I was just uh, sharing with my nephew earlier how I miss my friends. I don't get to see my friends. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't talk to them hard anymore. I don't even know what to talk to them about anymore. Like, I laugh so different. I don't know anything that's going on with my real friends. And, like, I just, I miss them so much. And then even, um... With your church friends, you have to watch them because mm-hmm. people get jealous. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of jealousy in the church. When you get the, 
you know, going up in God. And even not only going up in God, but like honing your gifts and your t- talents, you know, that God has given you anyway, they get jealous of that. They do. Like I used to be shy to um to lead songs and stuff, but I'm coming out of it. I'm leading more songs at church. I'm using more of my writing gifts around church. Like a lot of my other administrative gifts and like people seeing what all they have to offer. So my face is being seen more around and people are getting jealous. Like people talking about me and stuff. Well, why she get to get picked Yeah, whereas when I was kinda in the cut, I didn't have I didn't have all that drama, and like somebody had the nerve to say I was a bad influence to tell like the church because like I've been <laughs> um, I've been reaching out to a lot of the youth, so they had started coming over to my house, hanging out some weekends, some Sundays, and they used to be at this other lady's house all the time. But she got just because they weren't at her house anymore, so she started telling the youth. Y'all need to stop hanging out with Crystal so much because she's a bad influence. So one of the youth came back to tell me. And then this lady just got through telling me, oh, I just see you loving God and God loving you. I see God all over see, you. I don't know. And then you tell her, and in the next breath, you telling them I'm a bad influence to so stay away from me. And so especially when I got the assistant choir director position, oh, they didn't even feel like I deserved it because I, no, true. I never had directed a song before. But I always tell with the administrative things of the choir. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like... She, always some type of leader. Yeah, so she just kind of moved me up to help the guy that she put in place as the new director. Because he was new to the church. He didn't know a lot of the operational things. And I did. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like that, that's why she gave me that assistant director position. Which was fine with me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to direct. That's a lot to do that. That square is hot. Yeah. I just I don't mind being in the background helping but um, and that's what we mean by like stereotypical. Um, like you would think that you could trust almost everyone in the church, but like mm-hmm. we just said, you know, what I mean? there were people going behind her back and saying she was a bad influence. I mean, what were y'all doing over here? So, we were doing up but singing, playing games, checking folks like how the way people shout and stuff. The regular so the church folks do when they get together, eat and just talk about what happened in church. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Then you guys still got to deal with all these old people. You know, you had to watch a lot of old people that feel like when it was their time to come up, up in the church, they were kind of looked over. So when they see God blessing you to come on up, they try to stifle you. They'll try to discourage you by talking about what you got on, your hair, or telling you you can't do this, you can't do this, and all the other stuff to try to discourage you because they feel like you're getting in their way. It's their time right now. Because I, it shouldn't even be like that, the people feeling like they missing their time. Everybody can be big in God together, though. The kingdom is big enough for all the gifts that, he, that he's given everybody. Now, that's it really interesting. Be I didn't thing. know that people feel like a sense of entitlement. Like, the longer you're at the church, they expect to get a title or just mm-hmm. some like, type of rank. Or like, something? for instance, it's this lady at my church. She's my friend. We've become friends over, like, the past year and a half. Uh-huh. She just turned 38. And, like, she just on fire <laughs> for, like, the Lord, like, oh, for okay, real. Okay. Like, just in her prayer ministry and stuff like that. She's, like, one of the youngest missionaries. And there's some people that's jealous of, of her because when they felt like it was their time when God was pouring himself out on them like that, they didn't. It wasn't a space created for them. It wasn't a space created for her. Mm-hmm. She created her own space because they let those older women keep them quiet and stuff like that. And that's the thing about this generation right here, um, the millennials and the little generation before us and after us, what's after what's Generation X? X is after us. They don't, um, it's like we just kind of march to the beat of our own drum. Like, whereas we say this all the time in church, the older saints, you could tell them, oh, the stove hot, don't touch that. They're not going to touch it. You're going to tell us the stove hot, we're going to tap it to see for ourselves. Just to make sure. You yeah, so I mean? we, we creating our own past. Like, yeah, we still respect you, but you're not going to stop me from getting what I got to get from God. I'm not going to get it in your time. Just because this is tradition and this is how it's supposed to be Mm-mm. going. Forget that. Yeah, and and that's what they don't like about this generation right here. And it's like, it's not like you have to move out the way. You don't have to move out the way. That's what they don't understand. You don't have to move out the way. We both can serve in this capacity together. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the jealousy is coming from. Like what the lady said, I'm a bad influence. She's like in her 50s. She mad because 
a lot of stuff that I'm doing, the stuff that she want to do, and this stuff that she's done when I was up singing at church. Like, I, she's purposely messed up my song twice. I was turning around and looked at her. She had this look, this little look on her face, like this oops. But it was like a smirk, like I knew she tried to do that. Was she playing the instrument? No. Like, I was singing, and I... Uh, indicated to the musicians and the director where I wanted to go to with the song next. And she purposely sang louder and me at that point to throw the whole choir out to think that they were supposed to go to this part point uh, in the song when I had already said I wanted to repeat what we had just done. And sticking to the bridge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was up leading one of the hymns one Sunday and she just came in. She was supposed to come in to sing the question. She grabbed the mic, the other mic, and started singing loud in the mic. And I turned around with her. She going to like wink her eye like, you know, like she was taking over. I'm like, no. <laughs> I was already in the middle of this hymn. What did you think this was, lady? Like, and um, that is... she has the musician calling Sorry. me, saying I got a problem with her. Like, I, like every time you call me, I just laugh because I know it's just jealousy. But that's what's going on in the black church now. It's a lot of jealousy. They don't want to see the young people come up. A lot of entitlement. You, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, that, it's, it's nobody's time. It's everybody's time. The kingdom is big enough for all to work for God. It is. It's supposed to be a community there. A church that you mm-hmm. can trust in and everything. So, I don't know. I, if I feel like if you're not comfortable with your church and you're not loving it, because you should feel comfortable going to church. You should be happy to go around those people and everything. Yeah. Find somewhere else to go. You know, God might be really leading you in a different direction for sure. Then I get be getting mad at these Amen to that. No, nah, we're not finna wish over that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You do not have to stay at a church just because. just because you grew up there. And that's what I'm learning even myself. I'm battling with that right now. I know where the church I need to be in mm-hmm. to grow to where I need to grow. But like, well, God came and spoke to somebody to tell me, be comfortable letting them go. Mm-hmm. Even a week before last God spoke to somebody telling me, oh, you you can't continue to stay here. You keep trying to attach yourself to this place. Instead of form a new friendship in this place. And it's not meant for me to stay at that church. And I don't want to get hurt bad and all this stuff just to obey. So where I'm at right now is figuring out. Because I'm doing so much, it's figuring out how to ease away. Yeah, that's where I'm stuck at right now. I don't. Cause she, she's known these people for so long. So. Yeah. Like, so, and her mom knows the people too. Like, it's <coughs> it's hard. Since I was seven years old, and like I say now, I got all this responsibility, teaching at the school, doing all this stuff around the church. I just helped with with one of our biggest things that we did around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't even ask. I didn't know I was helping it, and then until they announced it, like that's how much I do at the church. I just. Put me so, on so, committees, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's gonna be hard. And so when I go to the next church, I don't even want to work for a while. I just want to sit back and enjoy because whenever I go to church, I'm always working. I can never just really just sit back and here. enjoy unless the spirit take over me. That's the only time they <laughs> leave me alone. Other than that, <laughs> like yes, yeah, somebody calling me out, Crystal, for this, for that. I got to go, you know. So when I move to the next church, I just want to sit back. And be a member for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally understand that. And another thing, these you to say something. I don't have anything else to go. These old women need to quit doing. <laughs> quit messing with these women as they got these shapes. Quit messing with them. These old men. These older women mad at these young women. Oh, for having they got shape. these shapes. Yeah, and I try to tell them they wrong for wearing this and that. My God, Mama. Is 60. It's, you know, she's about to turn 60. No, she just turned 60. Mm-hmm. Sister Sandra. Oh, yeah. She still got a shape. She do. She's she very still got a shape because she's active. She plays volleyball three, two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. She um, she still works. Bicycles. She works but she's a ride, bike, cycling, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. That. Ride a bike. <laughs> I wish I could see <laughs> She goes, she does water aerobics. <laughs> She takes care of her body. And a lot of these women jealous her. But she she told these young girls, she said, look, they mad because they ain't got it. Mm-hmm. And they and she said, don't try to cover up because they telling you to. Of course, you don't dress modestly. Don't come in there with your club clothes on. But right. they, want, they want 
them to wear back clothes two sizes bigger. So it won't show So not to tempt the brother. If the brother that tempted, the brother need to get on his knees and pray. Because even when my godmama still walk around, the men on the front row have to drop their gaze. And that's a shame they got to drop their gaze because they ain't got strong enough within themselves to not be able to look at her and not lust or whatever. But then that go back to you, old lady. (laughs) <laughs> you need to get yourself together to where your husband want to look at you. Right. Y'all better quit having all this sweater sex. Take that sweater off. Sweater sex? Yeah, you know, they want to take their sweater and stuff. Oh, they keep their top mm-hmm. on, yeah. Y'all better stop doing it. That's why I see them going off into something else. But that's why all yes. this molesting and stuff going on in this church. Because y'all not... Y'all not keeping y'all's men attention. And they and the devil playing in their mind. And they messing off with these children. That's true. And then you're getting jealous at the women who do keep themselves mm-hmm. up and trying to put them down mm-hmm. and bring bring them into that And have some, we'll have all this hoeing going on around the church of y'all will keep y'all men satisfied at home. And it's another thing. Now, we finna move off of this. This been on my mind lately. It's always these single women that all this, that quote unquote get a word from the Lord to tell the married people what to do in their bedroom. You single. Why is the Lord telling you about this? Mm -mm. So anyway, you have to be mindful of what to take from. What kind of advice? Thank you. What type of advice? What's real and what's jealousy? What's coming from God and what's coming from man? That's just like even when the preacher preach, you have to understand what's man, what what his, what are his man-made convictions. And what's actually being inspired by God, what he's saying. Yeah, I feel like when God talks to you, you need to listen and you should follow his orders. You know what I'm saying? But when people try to give you advice, you should listen. But then try to make up your own conclusions about it. Is Mm -hmm. is this going to work right for you? Is this good for your life? Is this a trustworthy source? Like, who's giving me this information? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just consider all those factors. And don't, don't let the church control you. Nope. Don't be like me. And my auntie, she she's realizing this breakthrough right now, and she's transitioning or trying to transition, I should say, away. But she's gonna do that on her own time, mm-hmm. you know, when the time is right and everything. Cause she is, like she said, very very involved at this church here in Memphis. We're not gonna say the name of it again. Yes, at the tattoo. <laughs> 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 okay, what you wanna move to next? I guess the quirks of black people. Or okay. What you call it? Alias. The black anus. Oh, okay, okay. I guess we're keeping this PG. <laughs> no, you can say it. <laughs> the black ass. <laughs> and we love black people, by the way. We're not crazy like that. I love y'all. I love our culture, but y- y'all know we can do better in some regards. Uh, a lot. But yeah, the, um, let's see. Disrespect. I guess we, yeah, we can start back on there. Disrespect coming from these kids. Talk about the parents. Mm-hmm. Well... I'm going to start it out at Walmart. Oh, yeah. Wally World. At Walmart. First of all, <laughs> y'all young ladies, you put all this effort into look presentable in your pajamas and your bunny. You could have took that bunny off and just threw you on some jeans. Put on something decent. And some sneakers. You come up in the pajamas, you looking dirty and smelling dirty. That is We gross. know you ain't took no bath. I can see the bed bugs. This name oh, is my God. I was in Kroger one day, and it's not Kroger's with an S. It's Kroger. There's no <laughs> S on the sign, black people. Now, that's another thing we got to get together. We saying do. stuff the way we want to say it. We give everybody, like, a last name, like Sonics. Yes, Sonics. Yeah. Cash and save. Cash save us. <laughs> I just, I don't understand the ignorance. That but anyway, ignorance. the girls walked, it was like a group of them walked past me, must I was so glad I was in the frozen food section. I was able to open up the door and stick my head in the freezer just so I could breathe. Like, that's ridiculous. Me and my sister were out shopping at um, TJ Maxx. Mm -hmm. I was walking around with her. I didn't even know what she was trying to get her steps in. She had me doing all that walking around the shopping center that day. Yeah. (laughs) So, and we were looking at them, and my sister said, it's something going up. It's something up with them. And we think they were trying to steal. I knew they weren't trying on their clothes because they were so doggone musty. Have you ever tried on clothes and you couldn't even try the shirt on because some odor came up out the shirt? Mm-hmm. That's disrespectful. Babe. You need to buy them clothes. Yes, babe. Jesus. 
the disrespect. That's why I hate going to uh, the ghetto mart. Care the about ghetto, yourself. Yes, the ghetto Walmart down the street. Children be cussing. Kids be cussing. I'm walking through with my mama. My mama's 66 years old. You know she's older than you. Why you got to be cussing out like that, Nick? So that's just so disrespectful. It makes you worried about, like, what's going to happen when these children, you know, become adults. Yeah, because there's too many children raising children. It is that's a lot. That's the first order of business. It is a lot. These these children's parents need to grow up and realize that they got a huge responsibility to this kid. And they, got, they need to make them a better person and a productive citizen. Because a lot of these people, they don't want to work. They just want to smoke mm-hmm. all day and like yeah, and sex. work the system. Yeah. yeah, and work the system. Get a crazy and, chick or something. Yeah, and I don't understand that. Why are we teaching our own to learn how to work the government system? Learn how to work the education system. You got people coming from um, other countries. Yeah, they might get whatever they get when they first get over here. I don't know how true that is, what all they get when they get over here. But either way, what they get or not, they come from these other countries and they start businesses in our communities. They have a plan, and they got to go. They work together. They don't mind families living together. We so busy, oh, you ain't got your own place. I got my own. Yeah. And all this other competing with each other versus trying to help each other. Everybody doesn't have to go to college. You can pick up a trade. Mm-hmm. You can either just, go, they have programs in these jobs. We can start off, you, can, you can get on the manager's track at these fast food places. All the time. And like, I was on Instagram the other day where this young girl, she's one of the youngest franchise owners of a Chick-fil-A. I seen that black lady. Yeah. yeah. So we, we need to teach our children other, other systems to work besides the government system. And then you wouldn't be like, um, when Trump was talking about we all was scared about the stamps. Oh, Lord, it's Take, praying time. Taking the stamps away. Yeah, yeah it's like, praying time. This white devil is coming yeah. to ruin it. Like, like, no. They already think that. We got to do better for ourselves. We got to want more for ourselves. Yes, we yes. That, that's, that's, that's just the bottom line. Like, my niece, my uh, my youngest niece, just some of her friends over here, and her friends asked me what I taught. I was like, yeah, I teach reading and all the other stuff like that. It's like, oh, I hate to read. I hate to read. I said, do you not understand that you have to know how to read yeah. to make it through life? You can't pass like, no ACT, mm-hmm. SAT without being able to read. That's a comprehension section on each test. Yes. I was at Victoria's Secret yesterday, and um, the girl rang up my own spray. It was supposed to have been $7, mm-hmm. but it rang up for regular price. She had to take her phone out of her pocket to calculate the difference. By the time she had reached for her, for her phone, I had already calculated the difference in my mind. But she, and I was just sitting there, I didn't say anything. She played on her calculator for about two or three minutes before she got the difference right. And I was just sitting there like I had been figuring it out a yeah. long time ago. That's why my children are in math. I'm teaching them how to do a lot of things in their mind. My children are not even allowed to use calculators mm-hmm. because they're in the fourth or fifth grade. You they don't need calculators no, yeah. right now. Your math ain't that hard. But one parent said, well, my child doesn't need to learn multiplication what? and division facts, addition and subtraction. That's, yes, that's what they have the calculator for. Wow. My school uses the Becca curriculum. I went to... Um, the conference, the Bigger Becca conference, and I was able to go and sit in to where we were um, oh, yeah. revising the curriculum for the fourth grade book that's coming out in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was on a panel for that, and I was just listening to what the different people had to say about math, and I'm like, no. They want to do away with the basics. You still need the basics. Said, well, what if they want to go to computer engineer? Everybody's not going to be a computer scientist. Only, what, 10% probably? Yeah. yeah. So you want to set up the whole curriculum for these people that might go into engineering? No. That's a problem now. People try to get too much too far away from the basics. Anyway, I don't know how we get off there from talking about black folks. Just <laughs> because reading is fundamental. It is, people. That's why. Read. You cannot get away from the ABCs and the one, two, threes. You might not use all the algebra. But you need to know how to do simple math in your mind. I do a lot of um, mental math with my children. Like, I hold out numbers 1, 0 through 9. Say if I pull up the card 9, I say times 3 minus 2 plus 10. We go back and back and back and back and forth until I get to a certain number that I have in my mind. Because I'm, I'm trying to get their brains operating mm-hmm. to a certain point to where if a problem comes up, they can handle it just like that. So then when they're doing more complex equations down the line, they don't have to think about, dog, what's six times three? They are, they automatically know that they can work through a long division problem faster. They can, I got my children doing um 
those algebraic expressions already. Already with X and everything. Mm-hmm. It ain't that hard. You should. Yeah. Yeah, I got them doing that because we already got our basics down at at the beginning of every math class. For at least five minutes, we going through certain stuff like this. So when we get to our other stuff, they can zoom. I think that's excellent. Because mm-hmm. now we are we do live in the south, and um, I'll say our curriculum is a little more laxed mm-hmm. it's not as in, as intense as the maybe some more curriculum you found up north in this country i lived in illinois for a little while me and my little sister and when we first got there i was failing almost all my classes because it was just so different i thought it was so much more advanced you know what I'm saying? i had to get extra help from the teachers so i don't know i think it would help us all out if the teachers would commit more because like she said panels are considering doing all of the basics and that i don't think that's right and the parents would help their kids more at home with their homework. If they're more engaged with them, mm-hmm. it could help out everything. Honestly. It would. It would. Because people don't know how to spend money. They get these taxes. And they just see a whole lot of zeros. And they know they can go shop for a little while. You know what I mean? So, I get these cars and be gone in April. <laughs> what your God is back in May. By April, you back relaxing. Yep. Um, messy. Support your own. Support your black businesses. In your community, don't go to the black businesses trying to get a deal. Pay what those people ask for, cause you're not going to Macy's trying to um get the get the two I for one. You. What are you talking about as far as services like getting your nails done? Yeah, and, and even um at at the restaurants, say they want to sell their pizza pound cake for five dollars. Are you even gonna give me two for five? No, Not that brother. Five dollar pizza pound uh, yeah, cake. man, let me thrive in my business. What are you doing? Yes. And yes, black nail shops. I'm a uh, patron of a black nail shop. Shout out to the polished bottle. Oh, rarity right here. Who? <laughs> I said you're yes, rarity. Yes, yes. I know I'm the Asian salons. I'm not going to say what I know on the set because my nephew too. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got to, yeah. And my nail, um, um, the proprietor of the nail shop, Felicia. She just worked with uh, Bernadette Nails and New York Fashion Week mm. earlier this year. So, um, they're doing big things at the Polish Bottom. It's definitely an experience. I love going there. They're um, very patient with my mom when she goes there. Felicia takes the best care of her. Like, that's my mom's... Uh, Go-to. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, shout-out to Felicia. Shout-out to um, Eunice. Ooh. Yes. You guys said her name right? I hope I said her name right. That's the um my pedicure specialist. Lord have mercy. Anyway, <laughs> if you're ever in Memphis, um you can walk in at the Polish polish bottle. Tell Felicia I sent you. Yes. Um So like messy in business, what do you mean? Who? Oh, I was talking uh, about Oh, and shout out to Jane the Virgin. I don't know how many people watch Jane the Virgin, but um it was <laughs> <laughs> It was at the end of the episode when the grandmama, uh, when uh, Alma, Alma, the grandma, she was um, going up for her citizenship. And so when she finally passed the test, it was Trump's pitch on a while, but they switched it to, uh, to Obama's face and then Obama winked. So shout out to um, Jane the Virgin for that. So, you know. Obama was um off of immigration and all that good stuff like that. So shout out for Jane the Virgin for recognizing him in that little short snippet. Totally off topic, but just so you guys know, we are aware of like, you know, current events in the country too. Like God bless to all those kids, um, that recently lost their lives at the hands of the um Border Patrol. Yes. Here in the US, I think most recently an eight year old Guatemalan child. Passed mm-hmm. away uh, from starvation. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a really tough and difficult situation to deal with. Um, I hope we, I hope we can resolve that issue really soon because children dying is just so unnecessary. Yeah, and I think totally against God's will. So, Amen. Prayers out to those family. What else did you have? You have anything else? I I think I've said all I have to say today. Well, good because I have much else to say. Um, <laughs> And this is our first episode, so I didn't want us to go too long. Um, we both listen to podcasts, and they're usually about an hour, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you guys liked it. I think we did okay. What started this idea, well, we've talked about it before, what really like sparked the flame to get it going. I most recently joined Crystal, who was one half of the Reed, Heron Kid Fury. Yes! She somehow saw my uh, request to get added to her live on it Instagram. It was amazing. 
And it was it was really cool. She's really fun. Um, she's so beautiful. She is. She reminds me a lot of my auntie today uh, that I'm here with today. I so. got to get my curls popping like you know, girl. Yeah, Crystal West. Um, so, yeah, shout out to you guys. Maybe one day in the future, we'll be flying out to New York to join you guys on your podcast. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Thanks for having my nephew on. I watched the whole live. Thank you. It was a trip. I'll never join on the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. This is the end of take one of what we call this aunt and nephew, auntie and nephew, auntie and nephew. Yes, another black podcast. I like that. All right, goodbye, you guys.